Skunk it. to do the clap to sync up the audio i just slapped you instead <laughs> it's got a long table so that'd be quite impressive. that was what i used to sync up the audio you've already slapped me mate just a nice big nice big whoosh. i've i've seen the size of your hand across my face no that was a that, that was, wasn't my full power that was, that was, it was no quite a lot of power. that was restrained i was that was taken back mm. i was only trying to stop you from getting hit by cars why didn't you hit me back huh sounds like i deserved it because uh, I was trying to st- at the time I was too busy trying to stop getting hit by cars I can be the worst you wanted to be in front of cars singing Les Mis <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was Oktoberfest what 20 it was 3 years ago Ooh. yeah so maybe 2015 so before that 2014 see my thing a lot of the time especially back then when I when I would get drunk is drunk me literally just wants to amuse himself and is not interested in the well-being of anyone else except for me and so it involves me putting myself and others and you like in difficult to... positions because it makes me laugh drunk you likes to run as well i do like to run <laughs> i do like to run that's something non-drunk me it does not enjoy is running so it's good that drunk me makes up for that and burns a few calories. The alcohol. I like it. I like it when you've we're going between pubs and you've decided you want to go home. So and I just leave. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so you're like, where's Scott? And you look up a street. And <laughs> at the very top of the hill is you running and then jumping to pull up your jeans. Like fucking, like, I don't know. Like the caped crusader, like. Like a Phantom of the Opera type character, like a mysterious hooded figure. And then someone's like, and then we never saw him again. Until like the next day when yeah. people message like, where'd you go? I'm like, ah, I guess I went home. I mean, I'm home, so I must have must have made it home safe. You never know. Yeah. Um, this, <laughs> this will be a good one. If you thought last week's episode where we had a lot to talk about, if you felt that that felt like a long time, this one, oh boy. Second opinion, are sh- shooting from the hip again? We're shooting from the hip again. But this time, we don't even have <laughs> a gun from from which to unholster. <laughs> we are the Woody of the Toy Story. You know, always noticed he has a holster but no gun. Well, that's because Disney wouldn't want to promote we- weapons. Yeah, but he has a holster still. Yeah, well, maybe they're promoting, like, well, he uses words. But, he, you know, the symbol is... words But they need... Me- they need... The symbolism, metaphors, similes, verbs, and the place of to put his match. showing you that he has no gun. I need a place to put his match. Yeah, so no functional. Yeah, as well as fashion. has other. Do you think maybe the toy had a gun at one point and Andy lost it? That's very likely because I remember when I was a kid. I remember when I was a kid. I got my mum to like super glue some of the toys into the the some like it's like I really liked when I was a kid the. Doctor Who toys. Okay. I remember something like a sonic screwdriver. Wait, what kind of Doctor Who toys did they have when you were a kid? Was the David Tennant ones out? I think it was the Christopher Eccleston one. Christopher Eccleston? How old would you have been? I don't know. Not that I'm judging. No, like I don't whatever know. you want at whatever age. I don't know how Fucking... old I would have been. Christopher Eccleston was a long time though, wasn't he? Was that like 2005? 
Sorry? Was that Christopher Eccleston? Not yeah, that must have been 2005. So mm-hmm. you would have been... Wait. You would have been 12. 12. Yeah. Still into toys. Yeah, you can you can yeah. ca- you can can be into toys a little bit. Not too much, I think, at 12. Aye. <laughs> now I feel weird. I don't know why. What do I... Well, no, because there's that whole thing. We. I mean, I'm into toys now, so I don't know why it feels weird. There's that whole thing of, like, when you are a kid... You just like whatever, and everything's fine. And you kind of hit the teenage years, <clears throat> and you start to distance yourself from all those things yeah. because they might not be cool, and you just want to fit in. And then it's almost like you circle back around when you hit like your your twenties to like I'm just gonna enjoy the things that I like yeah. and that make me happy, and not really be all that fun. So if toys are one of those things, well, it means you can have a toy. Am I just trying to justify the fact that there's a few toys in this room? My flat's filled with toys. Yeah. Loads of toys. You do have a lot of toys. You put my you put my flat to shame <laughs> with the amount of shit you have. I <clears throat> I have a light what? I have a lightsaber. Brilliant. And that came about because of a conversation I had with my mum. Um where I was talking about how when I was a kid I really wanted a lightsaber. And I was fucking killed for a lightsaber. It's so cool. And like, but they were they cost a lot of money in yeah. kid in kid times, you know, <laughs> like whatever twenty quid is like a lot of money to a child. And I was like, no, I could buy thousands. I could literally, I should just be measuring my wealth and how many toy lightsabers <laughs> I can buy now. But I'm not going to do it because I'm a grown up. And then for my Christmas, as a joke, my mom got me a lightsaber. Aww. So I have a Kylo Ren lightsaber Kylo sitting Ren. in my room, which is cool. When other people aren't in the room, <laughs> I you know I've had a had a, had a shot of that. Yeah, like a rest you know, of the like you know, like I've been in the flat. No one's home. I've been knocking about. And I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna have a little mess around with this boy. Aye, well, that sounded weird. Played me a lightsaber. Do you want to like introduce the show, or do we have to do that in front of this one? I could just do the basic introduction. Mm. What's up, people of Peopleton? Welcome to Second Opinion Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Jones. And with me, Kylo Ren Scott. He's got a lightsaber, plays with it on his own in his room. Morrison. I do have a lightsaber. It's pretty <laughs> cool. I'm pretty chuffed with it. Yeah, so... Oh. Sorry, Danny, I'm going to interrupt you. Because it's time for... Oh, I forgot! It's time, it's time for, for a segment. Second opinion. Second opinions. Popular segment. Our very popular second segment. Yeah. Which is. Uh, Would you like to introduce it to the listeners? Yeah, I mean, you, so there if, might be people that's new. If you're a regular listener, <laughs> if you're a regular, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. If you're a new, let's fade out a little bit. <laughs> if you're a regular listener to this show, you'll know. You'll know about this famous segment. The famous segment, what's Christopher Walken doing now? Where's Christopher Walken walking? What's he doing now? <laughs> what's uh, he going on about? This is our obviously famous, famous oh. segment. We do it almost every episode. Uh, usually I rudely interrupt um, Danny to bring apart. But it's been just, yeah, we're just going to find out what Christopher Walken's up to. What is Christopher Walken up to this week? Scott? Well, see, generally the way I've found... The best way I've found to find out the answer to this yeah. is start with a simple Google. Yeah, obviously. So that's I'd literally routine, just though. type what's what's Christopher what's I've spelled it wrong. How do you spell Christopher? C H R I S T O P H E R. You think with this regular segment you know how to spell Christopher? What's Christopher Walken 
Okay, so there's a couple. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Are we gonna find? Sorry, so there's a. We're not gonna find like, out he's Kevin Spacey live on the podcast. <laughs> so there's a couple of um. Obviously, I've typed in what's Christopher Walken, and Google, you know, it's had some automated guesses as to what it might be that I'm googling. The third one's interesting to me. <laughs> what did Christopher Walken die of? <laughs> no, I mean, obviously, we are because we do this segment. Every episode, right. we are Christopher Walken experts. Yeah, so we know he's not dead. No, we'd be the first to know. So I'm very concerned about that one. I'm His actually, family would have told us first. To be honest, I'd like to detour a little bit and find out what happens if we type this in. <laughs> what did Christopher Walken? When did Christopher Walken die? It just—I would love. <laughs> it just came up and said in big bulls letters, "He didn't." <laughs> Apparently there was a hoax. There's always a hoax with the older celebrities. Yeah, did you see there was a hoax recently about Ian McKellen? Was there? Yeah, I was a little bit worried about that. Stan Lee dies every other um, week. Okay, let's let's get back on track. What's <laughs> what's Christopher Walken? Yeah, you can't keep derailing the what's Christopher Walken. What's Christopher to... Walken doing? Now there's uh, it's all made response. Uh, it's all completed to what's Christopher Walken doing now? I want to go further. I want to ask what's Christopher do- Walken doing right now? <laughs> live updates it gives a live stream of him he's, do you know what I reckon he does when he's at home he does the weapon of choice music video every time he comes home just dances around weapon of choice what I'm worried about okay here what I'm worried about is that we're not going to find out Christopher Walken no matter who I play it's me he has spent his life creating memorable and menacing characters the actor tells Sean O'Hagan Hagen why he hates horses that's a that's a story controversial. I wanna, that's a story I want to delve into right off the get go. Loves Hollywood Hollywood's honesty. Well, this is definitely a dated Hollywood's honesty. They were honest about Harvey Weinstein, weren't they? This is definitely yeah, two thousand twelve. This is a dated article. <laughs> this is one hundred percent dated. I really want to know why he doesn't like horses, but I don't want to read the whole article. I just want to find the word horse and kind of read around okay. that. But I can't find it for the life of me. So that was our favourite segment. What's Christopher Walken What's up Christopher to? Walken doing, What's he doing right about now? now? Um, let's just get Yakety Sax to play us out. <laughs> it's a good one. Another cracking episode. Another cracking segment. probably the weirdest thing what happened scott well (laughs) see i thought it would be funny if i slowly what happened scott (laughs) i thought it would be funny if i slowly edged the sound of wacky tack or whatever the fuck that's called slowly edged it closer to the microphone until it became deafening and in the process i knocked the microphone off its stand and it smacked off the laptop and the laptop shut down so, commitment to the bit. What was that bit? There was no joke. Like I was like, oh yeah, Christopher Walken likes, he doesn't like horses. And then I never <laughs> delivered on like, I didn't even deliver on where he was. I just gave up on the bit. 
because I thought it was funnier to just play music super loud. There was no information. Nobody learned anything. Nobody got anywhere. We wasted a good, like, three minutes of people's day. And we're about to waste more. I hope you're doing something productive while you're listening mm. to this. Yeah, I hope you're, like, we you doing uni work. Walking somewhere. Christopher walking somewhere. <coughs> Are you creating the latest death hoax for a celebrity? Who'd be, like... Who'd be one you'd believe? I believed Ian McKellen. Yeah, I guess. When but then, who up. wouldn't you believe? Like, oh, that's true. Like, who who would like? So everyone dies. I'm sorry to spoil it for you. Everyone dies. So yeah, who... but no, that's true. It's a weird point of conversation. Everybody dies. Wow. There's always there's all the I think the ones that surprise me that are the blues musicians that suddenly are dead. You're like, wow they were already dead like fats domino died recently who fats domino who uh he's saying it again doesn't blueberry hill my freedom on blueberry hill that was fat domino ladies and gentlemen in the room with us right now yeah despite the fact that was a big pizza (laughs) (laughs) but like they was announced that he was dead, and I was like, I didn't know he was alive. Yeah. Same with Benny King. Benny King wasn't dead. Well, he's dead now. <laughs> well, he only died, like, last year. Really? Yeah. And it was announced. Why that... did no one tell me? <laughs> I mean... I feel I should know these things. Look, I wanted to give you some time. And then, <laughs> and then just tell you on podcast. This is too much time. I don't know how I process this. And he's been dead a year? Yeah, well, I think it was like wow. the last year. Maybe the year before. I can't remember. But like, it was, they announced Benny King died. And I was like, fucking hell, I thought he was already dead. Little Richard's still alive. That's good. But Little Richard, I think, is a bit later. Everybody dies, Danny. Spoilers. Um, I'm just trying to... Who's DJ Hype? <laughs> Um, I just wanted to play a little song out for uh, Fat Domino and Benny King. Just want them to know that they're. <laughs> Why is this not working? So them to know that they're gone but never forgotten. Trying to be straight face. Fuck Although it doesn't me. work on a podcast. Yeah, okay. let's pour some out. What is this episode? What are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? Um, Anything's kind of a nice detox from last week, isn't it? Aye. I got some follow-up comments. Yeah? Hmm. We, from... we, if we got a famous segment, the mailbag? <laughs> What's in the mail? <laughs> Scott Morrison. <laughs> Our famous segment. 
Um, yeah, so Leona Gove, our, our, our good friend Leona, she listened to the podcast. So Leona actually did a part of her dissertation on Irreversible. Uh, that, that's which, yeah, weird. she talked about how she... Leona was telling me that she that, that she had to watch that scene quite a few times in detail, sit with a notepad, take notes, and I was like, Phew. nah, nah, nah I couldn't do it. <laughs> couldn't do it. Uh, so Leona sent me some messages after she listened to the podcast, because um, <laughs> I specifically asked, "Are we talking shite? Do you think? <laughs> do you think we're wrong?" Um, she says she wishes that we hadn't. Uh, Leona says, not necessarily, but I wish you hadn't fast-forwarded. And I totally disagree with you guys telling people not to watch it. It's mm. supposed to be awful. I disagree with you disagree. I d- <laughs> like, I don't, like, people don't need to watch it. People don't. I, I, like, I advocate for people not to watch it. And I understand it's a good film. And if you are really curious, you will find, like, yeah. what, you're, what you're looking for, you'll find in it. But, like, I just I just don't. Like, that's it. We're, we're not telling people to not watch the film because it's bad. Yeah. Like we and also we were in, in shock. Let's be fair yeah. here. But like, we're not telling people not to watch it because it's bad. We're telling people not. We were telling people not to watch it because I could not wish like an experience that horrific, like a film watching experience that that intense. On my problem. Somebody. My problem with that scene is how gritty it is. Like, um, like if I told you right now. On there's on this website there's a video of a, a woman actually getting raped, real life actually mm. getting raped. You wouldn't watch it, would you? Because mm. that'd be really sadistic. So we like it's one of those things. Where, where do you draw the line between watching a scene that's like super fucking hyper realistic, too really over grotesque, um, and then just watching the actual thing? It's like it's too intense. Yeah. Can I finish the comments? Yes. So she, Leona said. <clears throat> Said, uh, I like that they really push it though. You're supposed to want to turn off, want it to cut away, but it never does. I think using cuts would ruin it because it's so visceral having the whole thing just happen like that. Cutting away to something else would remove the viewer too much. I'll just add there that cutting would be a bad thing for this. Cutting would be a bad thing. But what they're trying to do, cutting would be a bad thing. What I. My point was, and I stand by this, was that. I like I get that it's I, ten minutes is a long time. Yeah. To put your audience through that, and I said that given how shook up we were after the first two, like I think that already proves that it does that effectively. Mm. Like I wonder, like what what we 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 fast forwarded. Uh, a, f- a fair chunk of it, Aye. but I feel we still got we were so ever than we were meant to get from the film. Like we still appreciate it as the way it's meant to be without sitting through the full ten minute scene. And I just wonder, like, if we had just pushed through, like, what then? What like? Surely you'd just be numb by the end of that scene. Yeah. No, I I just don't think it's necessary. I really like. You don't think it's ne- what the the length? The length of the scene, and uh, I like on top of that watching it. 
watching it. Yeah. As in watching the whole movie as a whole. Yeah. Okay. Like, as I say, um, like advocating, especially people that are like casual film fans or anything to to watch something that yeah. sort of extreme. But like, the length of the scene, I just... You're... Sorry, everyone. That's I was okay. Looking, I was looking for it's my really pen. It's really distracting me. I was looking for my pen and I was looking all over the room and then I stood up and the pen fell from somewhere on my, on my person. I apologize. Because the film, like, I wouldn't want to recommend this film because it is it kind of taints you. Yeah. It'll... I felt I felt different. Yeah. Since I still feel different. Yeah. Like I really do feel different and it's like I like I that's not something that you should recommend to people. That's something you could tell people like tell people about and if they're interested they could go for it. But I don't think it's anything you could recommend. Yeah. I feel like it's too it's too strong a film to recommend. And if you're looking for that kind of film then it's worth watching. Yeah. Um but like it's it's a lot it's a lot. It's a life changing. It's a heavy film. experience. It's not like it. It's he- like it's heavy and it affects you emotionally. Yeah, which is what we meant when we say it, it's a good film. Aye, it does what it's supposed to do. Yeah, it does it incredibly effectively, yeah. as demonstrated by us spending an hour trying to unpack yeah. our emotions. <clears throat> it's definitely effective. I just like I said, I wouldn't. It's not a film I would ever recommend to someone to watch. No. It's been interesting over the week because I've spoken to a lot of people about it. Yeah. Tons of people. I've not. I've actually, I've kept very quiet. Really? I felt like I've held the, held the burden. Of I it. had to explain why I slept in for work the next day. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, I think it was that movie. I had such a restless night after we watched it. Like after you left, I just so restless. I was tossing and turning like all night. I was awake for huge chunks of time. Just lying wide awake. I tried listening to a podcast, but I just wasn't focusing on what was being said at all. Just, I was so shook up. And I genuinely think that's why I slept in the next day. Yeah. And I came into work and I was like, I'm sorry, manager, but... Listen to this podcast? Li- yeah, well, he is going to listen because, <laughs> because I was so visibly, visibly disturbed. No, like it, like it, I can't... Yeah, I've been like I felt like I've not even ta- I've not talked about it because it just like that's almost that's almost the way I've dealt with it by just like even even just the girlfriend but I'm like not even remotely mention it mm-hmm. like it's kind of just something that's just been playing on my mind for the week mm-hmm. and I've not I've not felt I feel like it's too much to like go out and explain it. To I everyone. had to edit the podcast together, and every time I've like had to when I had to edit the podcast or post it. Uh, well upload it and then post it to places and it is every time i have to come back to it like i start to feel the way we felt after we finished that movie it's a powerful film it's Uh, probably one of the most powerful films i've ever seen yeah i I would go as far as that i would and i think it's 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 like it should come with its own special warning that this is not you not just a warning that it might cause seizures yeah and like sexual violence in the uh, almost the ambiguous sense it should go this is fucked yeah and if you want to watch this you've got to realize it's fucked yeah and that's why i would not recommend this film yeah not in the more friendly sense of the word um it's been interesting as well when talking to people about it the people who are like Oh, that like the, the the I've 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 met some people who their interest is peaked majorly. Yeah, 
one of the Sickos. first things, one of the f- first things my flatmate asked was, "Where's the DVD?" <laughs> I was like, "Not telling you." Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A guy that I work with asked if he could borrow it. I was like, "Nope, no, nope. not getting it off me. I'm not putting anyone through that." <laughs> uh, no, that's fine. You can have it if you want. Um, I think I said you can have it, but I don't want. I, I was like, I think I said you can have it. Like, I don't want it back. <laughs> it's like, like it follows or something you have to pass it on to the next person yeah but even just when we were editing it when i was editing it together that episode and it's like can't just put skank it in here yeah kind of all so i went with the beethoven theme from the film <laughs> which was an incredible conversation <laughs> we need to stop talking to each other through messenger <laughs> because we are on totally different levels when it comes to Facebook Messenger, that we all just end up confused and frustrated by one another and stop talking. What was the one that last week that I just I just ignored? <laughs> I just was like, nah. Oh, don't don't read my. No, mind. I'm gonna I'm a, read. I've it. got a weird sense of humor. So what was it? No, no, no. Like you were questioning something I had said, and I was just like, nah, not gonna respond to it. What did uh? What did you put? 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 Wait there, 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 wait there. Sorry, everyone. Um. Uh. Okay, we were talking about the Disaster Artist trailer. Um, you said you seen the new Disaster Artist trailer. Looks like it's going for Oscar buzz. Yeah. To which I responded, no. But every everyone says it's everyone at work says it's heavy good, but doing like the Glasgow patter. And you put, but what? I'm just saying it's a very Oscar trailer. And I was like, nah. No, but, but I'm saying, when I'm saying it, uh, this is this is so incoherent for anyone listening. <laughs> I'm saying, all I'm saying is like, um, it's uh, like, I wasn't saying good, bad. I was saying nothing else. It was kind of like the new uh, Disaster Artist trailer has a more dramatic feel to it. It's less like a comedy and more like a, um, I just, my opinion was that perhaps it is trying to edge its way into Oscar crowd. I don't know. It'd be bizarre for a film based on the making of one of the worst films yeah. of all time to then try and get an Oscar nomination. But like the that'd be so fascinating. It was like a Oscar like trailer, if that makes sense. Yeah. It looked, it felt like an Oscar trailer, and I was quite intrigued by that. And yeah. I was like, especially James Franco having to play this almost ridiculous, over the top, cartoony, real person. Yeah. So, how do you think the desire, like what? <clears throat> People who don't know what the room is. What do you think that film looks like to them? Well, if they just watched The Disaster Artist. Yeah. I don't know. But like, I guess you would just learn about the room. I feel like you would just learn about the film, that film, as you watch the movie. I guess the same way with any kind of biopic Mm. movie where you don't necessarily know anything about it. You just learn with the film. I think what helps, and then I just presumably you would come out of that film and be like, "No, I need to seek out this movie." Yeah, the room. yeah. Uh, the room would get so popular. I presume what would help is that um, the room is a very fragmented, incoherent, uh, incoherent rather, uh, film. Like uh-huh. everything kind of abstract. Nothing. It's not really fully connected, so you don't really have to know the story of the room to be able to understand what's appealing about the room. Uh-huh. Like you would. Even if the disaster artist didn't tell you what the room was about and showed you fragmented scenes, you're not better off than if you were watching the film. The film doesn't make any no. sense. Um, ha ha! What a great story, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm super excited. I read the book and I'm super excited for the film. Yeah, I'm really interested in how it's going to go down. All right. And I made this whole movie for you, Greg. I made this whole movie. Aim where aim. Just do the scene. It's in the second trailer. I'm excited. Uh, they're doing a film. Greg Sestero and Tommy Wiseau, the film, the people that the disaster artist is based off, they're doing another film. I did see that. And I'm intrigued. Yeah. Greg Sestero is writing it and he wrote the book, The Disaster Artist. Is it a good book? Is it well written? Uh, he get he had a co-author, and yeah, it's well written. Like I, I, I didn't have um, I was into it. I was fascinated. It's a lot about Greg Sestero's uh, life, especially him becoming an actor, which was uh, I thought would be fascinating when he start first start talking about it. It's like I, I want I've came here to hear about the room, but like I was eventually got intrigued by all the him um, hooking up with agents, and then how Tommy also um, weaves in and out of his life. Yeah. And it's he does a fantastic Tommy was um, so impression in like the audiobook version, which is really strange. You forget that it's not Tommy was so talking. Yeah. Um no I'm I'm super excited for it. Um I'm, I'm I didn't realize how um, I'm not sure if the disaster artists will if it's going for Oscar uh, nominations it will probably try and play the emotional side. The lo- recent trailer feels like it's trying to play more the emotional side, but it wasn't until I read the book that I was like, ah, oh, there actually could be quite uh-huh. an interesting more emotive side to this. It's not just a comedy about them trying to make the room. There might actually be some sort of humanity to it that's really interesting. Okay. I'm excited. It does look like that. It seems to be that's what everyone's commenting on. Is that they're not just going for... Love. Let's just remake scenes from The Room. That's but with James Franco. That'll mm. be fun. Seems like they are going for the more human element of it. Because it sounds like there is a major... Like... Some major emotions behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, it's a mental... Like, I, I urge you to read The Disaster Artist. It's a mental production. You Like, there's some mental stuff that goes on. Um... And you just can't, you just can't fathom how people could work with him. Mm-hmm. No, it's fascinating. I'm What's like an excited. example of something? I know there's the whole where rather than sh- just shoot it, well, what is it? Rather than just shoot on a rooftop somewhere, they put a green screen up. One of the most dis- um, strangest stories from the disaster artist, I think, was um, it was shortly after nine eleven had happened, and Tommy Wiseau wanted five minutes of silence for America. And uh, he got all the cast and crew in, and he put a timer in front of him. Five minutes started, and then some of them just started laughing. And so he reset the timer. So he made them sit five minutes, and every time someone laughed, he would reset the timer. Oh, people were just laughing at like the surrealness. Just the surrealness of, of the situation. Yeah. And reset, restart, restart. It's one of the surrealist story, And then, like, the way he describes it, they're getting to the very last second, and everyone's about to burst, and they're just waiting for this timer <laughs> to go down to zero. Um,. But even even ridiculous stuff, especially you don't even have to be a big filmmaker. He he demolishes sets and then decides he wants to do more scenes with him. But like he's always decided he wanted to do more scenes. Uh-huh. <laughs> like oh, he always wanted to do a scene in that one. Um, worth it, just worth it. That's fascinating. Check it out. I almost I don't want to know certain things. Like I don't want to know where he gets all the money and stuff from because but, I want to wait for the movie. But that's not ever resolved. Is that not ever resolved? No, it's kind of hinted at in the book. Well, it's not hinted at as in Greg Sestero knows and he's kind of hinting. There's hints of where he might get it from. Because it's one of the most... It's the strangest mystery of the book to me. It's the whole strangest thing that is annoying because you don't fully know where he gets Uh his money from. And you want to know because he's a strange person. You can't imagine where he gets all this money. Because the budget of um, The Room is about five million. 
that he funds himself. So he has five million spare. Isn't it crazy that like something like Hot Fuzz was made for like seven million? And then you've got the room that was made for five. Ah, but they the blew so much of the budget for that. On just sets and things like that. But he was, on certain things, he was really, really tight. He was really tight with the wardrobe and stuff. And like um, the wardrobe budget and the the person who was in charge of wardrobe was having to go to charity shops to try and find the cheapest things. And then he has a private bathroom on set. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> Actually, he's, to a read coo- he's a cookie guy. I don't want to, I'll say no more because I don't want like anything that comes after yeah like if you haven't seen the room see the room then see the uh, disaster artist i think you should see the room first <clears throat> if even if you don't have to read the book i think everyone should just see the room first. i think it'll so definitely like, add a lot of context hmm. probably don't need to but i reckon probably better yeah i'm excited to go visit the room again yeah it's definitely fun i, I think I anyone's think... like why are they making a weird jokey movie about the brie larson the Brie Larson movie. <laughs> it is weird, isn't it? Yeah. But they are pretty, they would be mistaken for the same film. And they're so different. The Disaster Artist is a good name for a movie. It is. Disaster Artist. It's fun to say. The, say it again. The Disaster Artist. Louder. <laughs> the Disaster Artist. Oh, I'm sorry, everyone. Oh, no. Brilliant. What's this? The... Kid from Room, he's he's got a new trailer for a new film. Have you seen that? No. What's it called? It's called Wonder, based on the book. Okay. And um, it's got Owen Wilson in it. Oh, and wow. It's, I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> now do that, but then say Wonder after. <laughs> um, it's wow. by the director... I think it's the director who did the Beauty and the Beast film this year, which probably doesn't really say all that much. A tale as old as time. Yeah, so, like, he didn't really have much. Like, the tail was already as old as time, so he didn't have much to so put I to it. I could have swore something just flew past the window there, and it fucking weirded me out so much. But it, like, flew Rodan! Across, flew across the top bit. You see where the street lamp's coming through? Yeah. I could swore, like, something shot across that. Oh, wow. Spooky the smallest scary. UFO. What if it's a UFO from... Oh, you know, what's, you know what's scary? It's okay. Speaking of restless... No, speak. <laughs> so, oh, I don't know. I will stay silent. Say what you were going to say. No. I guess we're just going to have go to... Go s- to your point. I just guess... No, I guess we're just going to have to sit here in silence until you decide you want to talk. I'll talk about wonder. I wonder if it will be good. <laughs> <laughs> but he... It seems like an adorable film um, oh. where the... Oh. No, it's okay. Keep talking again. <laughs> Um, Does it seem like it's going to be wonderful? Maybe. We can only assume. Mm. He's a he's a little kid with a like he's got. He's, I think probably sc- oh. um, skin grafts. Keep talking. Keep your phone on. <laughs> Fucking hell! Can't get through the segment. So much going on. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to have a film conversation and it's derailing. I'm so sorry, Danny. I know there's a lot to like process. There's a lot of messages coming through. Wacky, the accuracy sax is playing randomly and. We should probably get that sax player, saxophone player out of here. Get. Could you leave? Could you? We only paid you for five minutes. Can you? Can you? I'm gonna shut the door on. Ah, uh, like he's, he's out in the hallway, but like go. it's no use if the hall, like the door is like open. You could, if you listen, he's definitely out there. <laughs> 
Okay, well, hang on. Yeah, I think I can hear him. The best bit. Keep talking. <laughs> what were we talking about? I was talking about wonder. Law. Okay. <laughs> Go. I. Because, like, he's had some pl- sort of plastic surgery and he's got, he's a, he plays a kid with a deformed face and he has mm-hmm. to go to school. And uh, it looks really cute and adorable. I just like, I like, my main point out of all of this wasn't really a point. I just like the fact that the kid from the um, from room is doing stuff because yeah, he, he was going to do stuff. I don't know. Some kid actors. Remember the kid from Looper that was good? Yeah. What's he doing now? We'll have to go back to our famous segment. <laughs> our other favourite segment. What Let's go a whole other theme song. <laughs> what is the kid from Looper doing now? Hey? On, let me get let me get the other theme song up. For oh no, we've got to watch an advert for the Switch. <laughs> oh, Ellie Noir's coming out for the Switch. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's really cool. This is the uh, theme song for What's the Kid from Looper Doing Now? What's the Kid from Looper Doing Now? This sounds like the theme song from the Rugrats Search for Reptar. It does! And it's, it's like, I think it is that. It must be. <laughs> we are having a proper dance. Let's find out what the kid from Looper's doing now. First, step one. What's his name? <laughs> You're going to have to Google Looper first. What's his time? name? We are going to do Looper on this podcast sometimes because you have like weird thoughts about Looper. Well, I'm not going to get into my weird thoughts of Looper and then no, waste the Looper I'm not saying you have to episode. get into them now. I'm just saying you have them and at some point. <laughs> his name is Pierce Gagnon. <laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> People have it, Daddy Jones. <laughs> okay, he was in Tomorrowland in 2015. Oh, yeah. was he? He was in Rio 2, oh. The Search for Rio. He's doing alright for himself. Yeah, but he's not been... Uh, oh, he's in the Angry Birds movie. That's his most recent thing. <laughs> so he likes animated bird films. He's not done anything this year. Take it easy. He's been in good ones. He was in Wish I Was Here. He was Zach Braff's son. Oh, that was a good film. I enjoyed that film. Good, good for, the, good for him. The Angry <laughs> Birds movie, did you see that? <clears throat> no. Neither did I. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> That's the end of the segment. What's the Looper kid doing? What's he doing now? He used Nothing. to be in Looper, <laughs> but now he's not in Looper. Wasn't Angry Birds at one point? Rio Two was another thing. He's he been was in, in two bird-related movies. Um, that was it. I just like the fact the room That's kids break cool. Um, what did I want to talk about? <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. So it was because things that are scary at night. That's not a talk- conversation we were having, but posters. <laughs> Segways. My poster fell off the wall in the middle of the night the other night. Which one? Uh, the, the one for <laughs> District 9. And oh, okay. it freaked me out because I was facing the other way in bed. And then all of a sudden you just heard like... Because <laughs> it, like, it like makes such a fucking racket. Because it's quite a big poster. It's pretty scary. I freaked out a little bit and then I realized what was going on. I just left it for the next day. I was like, it's not. That's not. It's not a thing you're gonna drag yourself no. out of bed. You're at like in four bed in the morning. You're warm. I was like, nah. The poster could just get all weird and bent and crinkled. And deal with it in the morning. But they all fell down. A lot of them fell down. Not everyone in this room, but there was three things throughout the flat all fell down, and I think it's because the heating's been on more. Okay. And so the flat's getting weird and readjusted to going from super cold to super hot. Nice now though, isn't it? Talking about heating. 
Lovely. I did have a topic. Okay. I don't know how I'd segue it, though. No, just get into it. You don't need to segue. Right. Is it about segues? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. Lovely. This is not a good episode. No, we've kind of run out of time. If this was one. an episode of a show I listened to, I'd have stopped. If this mm. was, like, this is like the new Please Walking Dead. stop. Like, we, we ran out of time to watch a film this week, so that's why yeah. we've not watched the film. And we're gonna do we're gonna do more stuff. We're gonna do more experimental stuff. I the, it got it, I think maybe it's because I made it like sound really clickbaity, but that yeah. new one seems to have done quite well. Like, which is which is nice. Yeah, we should try some more, especially because it's interesting to talk about, especially like experiments, because it's so easy to talk about bad films and stuff. Because you talk about why they're bad and stuff, and good films can sometimes be a bit obvious. It's like yeah. this film's good because it looks pretty. And sometimes not, but sometimes not necessarily. Yeah, but I, I see where you're coming from. But, um, but like when they take it, like a film does, like an experiment. It's very interesting to see what pays off, what doesn't. Especially mm-hmm. a reversal where its experiment is like this horrific scene. Yeah, like it's interesting to see what pays <clears throat> off and what doesn't. So mm-hmm. I, I'd like to do more experimental films. I think that I was talking to someone today about the the fact that that was the kind of direction I wanted to go in. Uh, if we're gonna keep doing these and. Uh, we're talking about like the Justice League, hmm. and I was like, I think my issue with doing something like the Justice League at this point is that something like the a film as big as the Justice League, I feel like there just ends up becoming a hive mind opinion, if that makes sense. Okay. There's all these all these people with podcasts and video shows and all this kind of stuff. They're making videos and stu- talking about the Justice League. And, but they all just make the same points. Everybody just makes the same points because they're so glaringly obvious. So unless you have something truly interesting to bring to the table, then it's like, what's the point? Which is why I feel like we're better watching it. Like, rather than just being like, we're going to do one in the Justice League and then coming out and coming back and doing it, we should watch it and find out if we genuinely have like something, interesting, something to interesting to say about it and not just like, Oh man, they they bloody it's so incoherent, isn't it? They jump around all the time. It's why I wouldn't want to do an episode on like Batman v Superman or something because like everything in terms of why it's bad has been said. Instead, I was out on Saturday. Um, I was in the West West End Games, and there was this particularly loud guy, and um, he <clears throat> was just talking real loudly about movies with his friends. But his friends were all quiet. I couldn't hear what his friends were saying. I could just hear him. And at one point, I overheard him go. Oh, uh, you know, Batman v Superman, it's not a good film, but the extended cut really does clean up a lot of stuff. And I said out loud, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Couldn't help yourself, could because... you? <laughs> you, because you just, it's because you're so tall, you think you can get away with it. It's because I've, I've got a louder, more boominger voice. But it's because I was thinking about what you told me about how you tried to watch it. And you stopped half an hour before the end. So I was like, so you've still only seen two and a half hours of Batman vs. Superman. Just a slightly different two well, and a half. What it clears up, the extended cut, I'm not going to go fully into it. What it clears up is it gives Clark Kent more context. Mm-hmm. Like he, Clark Kent actually goes and investigates like Batman. Good. And like some of the, I can't even remember the specifics, but some of the loose ends dovetail together a bit more when you see that that's what Clark, then you realize that's what that's plot line was supposed to be uh-huh. the clock was supposed to be investigating all these things and you're like oh okay so that connects to that that it doesn't actually make it more watchable mm-hmm. if anything it makes it more boring because it's longer um 
because I eventually got to half an hour before the end and I was like, I know what happens. I don't need to watch Doomsday be attacked. Yeah. Like, it's shit. I That's it. Shit. You get to that last half hour and it's like, it's just going to be <laughs> punching. Uh, the thing about this side of the Justice League before watching it is it just such a... Like, it was the same with yeah, Batman vs. Superman. Week, like, so fascinating, like, the development of it. Yeah. You're just like, what's happening? You just want to know. It's yeah. morbid chaos. I'm, I'm like, more, but I'm more curious about, like, the Han Solo movie. Oh, because that like the the i the, the the fact that they've fired the directors four months into filming, and had Ron Howard come in and effectively do another four months of filming, it's like yeah. So he might have yeah. reshot. Like I've heard the rumor that he's reshot basically everything. Because mm-hmm. I always thought that the shame about bringing Ron Howard is is that if Ron Howard wants to do a Star Wars film. Let him do a Star Wars film from scratch. Yeah. Make it the Ron Howard Star Wars film. Because I like Ron Howard. He doesn't like he yeah. doesn't always make great films, but like I like Ron Howard. He's generally he's generally like when he makes a good film, he fucking nails it. Yeah. So if like he wanted to do a Star Wars film, I'd be up for that. Yeah. But like don't give him leftovers of someone else's Star Wars mm-hmm. film. But like he's filmed so much of this that maybe he's made Star Wars Han Solo film into his own film. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I'm curious. And it's quite soon after. I'm sure it'll either be fine or terrible. <laughs> I can't two. imagine a film about Han Solo that's went through two directors. <laughs> three, technically. Technically three. is going to be a fucking tour de force. Mm. Just stop playing it safe, you yeah. sons of bitches. Take chances. <clears throat> stop firing the guns. What would be the director you'd want to see do a Star Wars film? Like, not like... Oh, he would be a safe bet. Uh, I'll get Joss Whedon. He'll do a Star Wars film. What's the... Hey, Star Wars, since you're going to make money anyway, give this director a shot. Ooh. And don't say Tarantino. I would never say Tarantino. I would never say Tarantino. <laughs> Tim Burton. <laughs> That's the other generic one. Tim Burton would be... It would be strange to see Star Wars. I because, I mean, there's obvious style. ones. It's like, I'd love to see what, like, Edgar Wright would do. Edgar Wright would be a really good Star Wars film. That'd be really Imagine like a Wes Anderson Star Wars film. Imagine taking like the aesthetic of Star... Well, just everything Star Wars and just giving it the aesthetic and the vibe of a Wes Anderson movie. That would be fascinating. That would be fascinating. I'd love to see that. I'd be up for that. (laughs) Let's do that. (laughs) Have you got Wes Anderson on the phone? But then at the same time, it's like... So... Like we went to see Thor Ragnarok. Uh, And like... I was pretty sold on that movie on the build-up to it. Yeah. The way people were talking about it. It's a game-changer. The second half, it's just... It's a road-trip movie with oh. the Hulk and Thor. No, it, no, it's not. We saw it, and it's not. And I think Taika, Taika Waititi is a fucking absolute stunner of a director. Absolute belter of a director. <laughs> He's the top boy. He's one of my favourites. But I think Thor Ragnarok, like... Outside of the humor which is very distinctly his yeah and some of the visuals i don't really know what else is distinctly his in that movie it's just another one of those marvel movies that yeah comes and goes and it's fine you see it and you have a laugh you have a chuckle you see some fun special effects and then you go home feeling relatively empty and unfulfilled (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i don't think that's a discredit to him i just think that's a discredit to like what those films have become now just not very good. No, <laughs> they're all like just the same. I like the I like the Guardians of the Galaxy ones because I really do get the sense that James Gunn is in charge of every 
aspect. Especially volume two. I feel like James Gunn made the James Gunn film. Yeah. But like we were talking earlier about Spider-Man, how I've just kind of come to the decision that I don't like it. Homecoming. Homecoming because it's just such a nothing film. Like a film about Spider-Man. Well, we're talking about it. And there's just nothing to it. Spider-Man 2 last night and there was um, just so much more interesting mm. so there's a point there feels like a point to Spider-Man 2 people are like Uncle Ben's always brought up in the original yeah because it's because it's, it's actually made it's actually like it's made by Sam Raimi and it, it is a Sam Raimi movie yeah like oh I love how cheesy the Sam yeah, Raimi yeah that's the best part he's got all the like ridiculous background actors and stuff and yeah crazy and weird cameos and Sam Raimi had this like I was watching the, I've watched the first and second one really recently and Sam Raimi has this fantastic ability in the uh, Spider-Man films to give an extra with a line the most memorable yeah. line yeah, of that yeah. scene yeah like I was watching it and I was even I was just quoting it I was just like the guy's like hey he stole that guy's pizza. Yeah, he stole that guy's pizza. That's just a random yeah. person. And I rem- I know his line before he's even said it because they're such memorable lines. Yeah. And everything's so comic book and cheesy. And you know where it's all going. He's just got all this like slapstick humor. Aye. Because that's his thing. He just loves to torture his, his mates and when stuff. Peter Parker becomes Peter Parker and stops being Spider-Man, it's raindrops keep falling. Yeah, and yeah. Like, Brilliant. And then flash forward to homecoming and like it's a competently made film but there's nothing to it it's fun but it's so nothing and that's it and i'm i think i've said on the podcast before i'm sick of just fun hmm. i'm sick of fun being the only defense people have for a film like there needs to be more because that's why we love movies most Aye. of the time is that they're you can to have both it. you can have fun yeah. and depth and like Homecoming is so proud to not have the Uncle Ben storyline because it's been done to death. But they don't replace it with anything. They don't replace it with anything. There's no... There's no... Spider-Man in Homecoming is a prick. Yeah. I hated him. Because everything that Spider-Man's meant to stand for, with great power comes great responsibility, it feels more like this version of Spider-Man just wants to be in the Avengers. Uh-huh. And his big arc is at the end of the movie, he decides, oh no, you know what? Maybe not. Maybe I don't need to be in the Avengers. Shut up. <laughs> Fucking spoil little shit. <laughs> and even something that in the original would have had so much heft, and there's a spoilers for Homecoming, like Aunt May finding out about Spider-Man is played off as the joke at the end. And you're like, you could have, you've kind of spoiled that though. Yeah. Like, that's something none of the films have done so far. Uh-huh. The Aunt May arc. That would be something really fascinating. But you've just put it off as a joke yeah. at the end. And that could have been a huge bit of drama. Yeah. But what do we know? <laughs> Fucking, what do we know? Oh, people like it. There's so many video essays on YouTube of why it's Homecoming's better than Spider-Man 2. And I'm like, you're just wrong. Is there? Yeah. I watched one and it was about passive characters and stuff. And I was like, you're just wrong. You're just absolutely <laughs> wrong. Spider-Man 2 is a better film. Yeah, because it's a film. It's a and film. And not just a piece of this bigger picture uh, was, people who argue that Homecoming's better because it's closer to the comics who cares who cares like it's the film you want to watch it as a film on yeah. its own you don't want to you so self congratulating that you got that because in Homecoming he has web shooters rather than comes out of his wrist and that's closer to the comics and you know that and everybody self pat themselves on the back comic book um book movie creator going well done fan for getting yeah. it comic book and the fan going well done comic movie for getting it and then I was like, well, Sam, Sam Raimi knew that. He uh, knew the spider web came out the shooter and not the wrist. He just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. He changed it because it makes... It's such a fucking coincidence. 
that this kid who gets bitten by a fucking spider is also making a web like a web substance <laughs> so dumb just make it part of getting bit because then he gets bit what could he do he just <laughs> stick to things that's his power he gets bit by a spider and he gets weird sticky like syrup hands that's weird just Freak. give him everything just give him everything oh sing of it sing of movies daddy i hate movies can we yeah. talk about something else? Let's talk about... I got none. <laughs> grapes. No, I don't want to talk about grapes. Oh. Have you tried the candy floss flavour? What? It's candy floss flavour grapes. What are you talking No, What? Marks and Spencer's Jack em Out. Okay. Sponsor spot. <laughs> Marks and Spencer's if you're listening. Maybe in other places, but Marks and Spencer's... What's Marks and Spencer's up to now? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Did you just segue to our new <laughs> What's their latest deal? Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, just briefly the uh, historic context of film, like Ooh. a historic event will affect a film. It will affect the film industry, like just especially in Hollywood, uh, Hollywood where it's American based. Like Vietnam happens, you get all of these Vietnam yeah. films. Or World War Two happens, World Nine Eleven, like fucking hell, has Nine Eleven affected the movie industry? Mm. I wondered what you thought might happen. What will come out? Of the catastrophe that is the Trump administration right now, how do you reckon that might affect the film industry? I've I've mentioned this to my manager at work recently that I was excited for when the Trump administration was over because you know that like Oliver Stone or someone's <laughs> got a fucking film in his back pocket. He's like, <laughs> I'm gonna do like what I did, what he did with W. Just do yeah, that. Just make I was thinking that about w. Trump and just make it this weird, slapsticky, goofy film about an incompetent man. But it's been a long time since I've seen role. W, but that was quite sympathetic towards George Well, George. no, W wasn't really sympathetic. W just didn't take a, a firm stance, really. Which I think is interesting. About that. For someone like Oliver Stone, who's so politically engaged, mm. he kind of just laid it out and showed his good points and his bad points i think that's quite interesting that he doesn't necessarily take a side as opposed to something like jfk where he's like the government did it all and then like snowden the government did it it's like he's fucking the government's just ruining everything hi i think it's kind of interesting that he does w which is just here's just what his life was up to and including the presidency and yeah i think it's interesting because you're gonna get yeah I reckon... Do you know who I think would make a great Trump, Trump administration film? Mm. The Coen brothers? Yeah. Very, the Trump administration feels very in the vein of... Uh, have you seen what uh, Burn After Reading? Uh-huh. Like, the con- everyone's confused. Yeah. Like, no one has a clue what's going on. Uh-huh. That feels like the Trump administration. I'd love to see the Coen brothers take on Donald Trump. Well. Or you- maybe even a pseudo-Donald Trump, where it's uh, the Donald Trump with a different name. Uh-huh. Like, because... Their sort of brand of comedy fits yeah, perfectly probably. with the confusion and <laughs> nonsense. Man, Burn After Reading, I think, is quite an... Un- I don't really like like the word underrated, but I feel like Burn After Reading is a relatively underrated movie. I think it is. People I really, really like talk it. about that film, but it's super good. I love the J.K. Simmons line. That's what I would always go to is like... Um, did we learn... What's what did we learn today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We learned to not make it happen again. Yeah. Just don't know what we did in the first place. That's 
It's a really, really good movie. I love it. Um, I just Brad Pitt. They fucking use his like comedic yeah. timing so well in that film. He's very good in that. Hmm. I I rec. I, everyone you, recommend. You think Better that's Corrigan. a Um <laughs> uh, I just thought it would be an interesting idea. Yeah, that think, is really. Do you think uh, on the what we're talking about comic book films? Do you think they'll go down making their pseudo trumps like? Um, Batman vs Superman obviously had the recent sort of weird. Hey, we'll get the guy who plays Mark Zuckerberg and we'll make him a Zuckerberg s mm. villain. Do you think then like I think there be... will be? But I think there's always been there's definitely some characters in history who have surely been based off Trump anyway, because he's been going a while. Yeah, yeah well, there's <laughs> ones that have been dr- like Biff from Back to the Future Part Two uh-huh. when he becomes the casino owner and is the weird creepy uh-huh. guy. He's based on Donald Trump, but he was based on Donald Trump before he was president. Uh-huh. Like, that, like, because there is, like, a weird shift of facts don't matter anymore. And you can just cool fake everything, news! kill everything <laughs> fake news. And, like, that's mental. Have you seen the trailer for the new Spielberg film? Ready? No. no. The Post. It's uh, Tom Hanks and Mel Streep, and it's not about... Um, Trump administration even remotely it's um, based in like Nixon times uh. but it seems oddly relevant where it's they're going against the, the news against the government and um, uh, being uh, threatened of like whether they should publish this story about um, I believe it's about fueling the Vietnam War and how that, that will turn the government the White House against them and it's probably not a coincidence that it's released not long after this fake news nonsense mm. of like just throwing hurling stuff at the newspapers. It's called fake news. We ban you from the conference room. Everybody's banned. You're banned cameras. We're going to send them out on the big water, ocean water. <laughs> what? Do you know Walk the he said that? Oh. What is it he said? Is some, I can't remember what he's talking about, but it's, it's surrounded by water, big water, ocean water. I don't remember that. He's a fascinating individual, isn't he? He says so much shit, though. It was just this week that you're like, he said that um, he didn't understand why Japan didn't use the samurai warriors to shoot down the missiles that Korea shot. And you're like, that's just a thing now. He can say that. Like, no, in a couple of weeks, no one's going to remember that because it's too. Yeah. D- there's too many disabling things. Remember when he was just randomly accusing Obama of wiretapping him? Yeah. That was just a thing. We've all kind of forgotten about Obama it. never comes out and says. <laughs> I just want Obama, like now that Obama's not president, I just want there to be an interview with him where he's just like, "What are they? What is he talking about?" And Obama just like fucking just rambles for twenty minutes about the <laughs> nonsense this guy's spouting. Well, it's tradition that the last president doesn't comment on the current president, yeah. but like Obama has broken that a couple of times because I think you have to. Like it's oh, nonsense. Do you remember though that one time where? He made that dig at Donald Trump, and he said, "Um, was it?" He's like, "I'm, I've got, I'm one thing that you'll never be, the president." Oh, Did you say that? Fucking yeah. hell! That's, in, that's that unfortunate. Suck. Yeah, eggs on his face. God. I remember watching the inauguration, and how surreal it was to just watch those two like buddying up to each other, and you know they hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> they fucking hate each other, and you know that like. Donald's just sm- this smug cunt. He's got exactly what he wanted. And Obama's just got fucking egg on his face. But he's the humblest, seems like the humblest dude in the planet. Like, 
but just watching that whole thing was so surreal yeah. everybody just chumming up and everyone looking happy and pretend to be happy do and... you think the relationship between obama and trump could be a film do you think that could be one of the films that come like out that this? day like, like that day that... and their relationship in general like that hatred of each other yeah that could be a fascinating film that would be interesting but the bad guy would win at the end of it the bad guy wins well we don't get enough movies where the bad guy wins yeah but trump that's too real <laughs> well, it's real trump. it's real life danny <laughs> It's too real to remind everyone that he won. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it would be interesting if we go through a bunch of films, especially journalist films and stuff like that, where like truth becomes nothing, not relevant. Yeah, like the idea of like truth. People could just deny everything. It's fine. What do you think? <sighs> just, I wonder what the next presidency is going to be like. I reckon it has to be Democrat, surely. Because where do you go from this? Going from sort of one of the, probably the best public speakers we'll ever see in our lifetime. Aye. Just this bumbling madman. Like, where do you, where do you go from here? But don't you think this is like... Cause like, he, what I mean is, do you think this is set in a precedence? No, I Other don't... Other presidents are going to come in and be like this, or do you think... No, I don't think... I think it's the opposite. Like anyone, anyone can be the president. I think it might be the opposite. I think the, what, like, there's a chance. I don't know for true, and I... Like, I don't want to say it on a podcast and someone to come back to me, dude, who said this would happen? But his approval rating right now, I think it's about 33%. Uh-huh. I reckon next one's going to be a Democrat and it will be hard for anyone to be a Trump because yeah. they saw, like, if he went for election now, after all this, if his, if today was the day he got, re- like, he had to run for re-election, he'd lose. Yeah. So, like, I don't think anyone would ever trust a Trump again. Because he was nonsense. He can't... I I personally believe that Trump was not personally involved in Russian influence over the election. Uh, I think that it happened, but he wasn't involved. Uh, but he's such a bumbling idiot that he can't he keep himself away like, from yeah. it. Like, he makes it look like he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think any... Like, I don't think... I think the country is now now seeing that of America. They'll be like, I don't think we're gonna go for this again. Yeah. <laughs> if someone's this whole plan to throw a wrench into the, <laughs> into the works, I don't think it's. Worked. I'm not sure I like it. <laughs> Aye, and there will always be his believers and stuff that believe he was right and like he's he's saying, but like he's a nonsense human being, and every day is another opportunity for for everyone to see that he's a nonsense human being. Yeah. Uh, what world we live in. Did derail from. We found a way on American politics. I think maybe from there, we could call it a day. Fair enough. Do you think? I think do you so. have any more famous segments you need to go to or anything? What's Donald Trump doing right now? <laughs> well, you could find out because he fucking tweets everything because he's a fucking insane man. So with that, everyone, I think maybe it's high time we say goodbye. If you want to get in contact with us, this is the if you want to get in contact with us. Contact. Contact. Get in contact. What's happening? You're right. Congratulations, Danny. Did I win? We've just recorded the worst episode of Second Opinion. Yeah! I hope you feel as good as I do. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to play you out.
Tell us how bad this episode is. Rate it on a scale of zero to one. No, negative ten to zero. We'll take zero. Tell us how on... Yeah, how painful was it on a scale of zero to negative ten? From zero to irreversible, how painful is this episode? Do you think we're going to get a copyright claim for the Price is Right theme music? I doubt anyone from Price is Right is listening to this podcast. I doubt anyone's listening to this. <laughs> Where's two men shouting into space? Anyway, everyone. But if you want to shout back, at Second Opinion Pod, Second with a Two, on Facebook or Twitter. See you later, everyone. Eat your JK7. Eat your JK7s. Still here, I got you. You all thought it was done, but I'm still here. Fairly well.